Teaching meditation can be a deeply rewarding experience. Help others improve their mental and emotional well-being, reduce stress, improve focus, increase self-awareness and self-regulation, all while deepening your own practice and understanding. Join acclaimed author, Buddhist teacher, and Emmy Award-winning musician David Nickturn on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for a free online discussion on teaching meditation in Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash be here now for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn on May 28th. I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ram Dass's Love Server Member Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ram Dass, Krishna Das, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more, the Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash Inner Academy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Krishna Das Pilgrim Heart Out. In this podcast, Krishna Das shares his warm-hearted and down-to-earth path to the divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishna Das's podcast, please go to beherenownetwork.com/kd. Hi. Hi. I read an article on the internet in Playboy. Yes, yeah. yes, that Playgirl actually. The, no, play, the um, Playgirl interview of Krishna Dyson. <laughs> um, and it was about how you went into a prison in Alabama and played for the inmates. I have, actually, it's funny you mentioned. I'm, I'm, I may be going to Alabama to a prison, but it was in West Virginia. Oh, okay. Or in, Virginia. Well, in, sort of in the south, not quite in the south. But, yeah, um, so south enough. South enough. And how um, the inmates got up. I'm from South Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, God. So, and I've got an, 
and I'm I'm asking this also just from from my own personal experience. But in the article, it said that some of the inmates got up and just walked out when they heard. And I guess because of religious reasons. Actually, I'll tell you, they couldn't walk out because it's a prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't even leave the room, you know. But what happened was we were singing, and we were singing Sri Ram, Jai Ram, a couple of things. And they were kind of into it. The moment I sang Hare Krishna, they all looked at each other and went, oh, that's what this is. And we lost every one of them. They just stopped. They shut down. Because of the, 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 because of their misunderstanding about what, that's all about and 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 also the way that they've been exposed to that stuff has been very left a negative effect for them so we lost them that was it when i sang in the women's prison in burlington we didn't sing that we had a great time it's because growing up in the south i Occasionally, we'll get a message from someone worried about my salvation because of my interest in kirtan and chanting and yoga in general. And I actually have, am going into prisons and teaching in the women's prisons uh-huh. in my state. And right. I've, that's a big concern among some of the inmates. So I was just yeah. wondering how how you dealt with that. What you do? Do you deal with it? Do you just let it go? It just so happens that's what happened in Burlington. There had been. Um, Maybe 75 of the inmates signed up to come to the chanting. But apparently the day before, somebody started saying that this was all devil worship. And so only like 20 people showed up. What are you going to do? Nothing. Just keep singing. You know, I don't, I, I don't even think of it as religious myself. I'm not... It's not like I'm trying to hide that from anybody. I, I see it as a very simple um, satanic cult, basically. <laughs> now, let's not put that up on the internet, okay? I, I have to remember these things go, these words go out, you know. The, I don't see it as religious. Spiritual means working on yourself. That's what I see, the way I see it. Working on your spirit, trying to manifest that and open that up and touch that, and, as opposed to religious, which is part, which is an organized uh, religion. Uh, I'm not a Hindu. My guru never initiated me as a Hindu. He never, uh, you know, he never. He, it wasn't about anything like that. He had devotees from all religions. And he always said, all one. He never said one thing or another. He loved Jesus as much as Hanuman and Christ. He said, they're all the same. You don't have to go saying that to people in South Carolina. <laughs> but you can show them how to stand on their heads and stretch their butts out and do whatever else they have to do. You know, it doesn't have to, You don't have it to lay anything on people. You just have to meet them where they are. You don't have to challenge people. I don't think it's useful. There was a friend of mine, a woman who uh, really loved the chanting, so she used to play it in her house. She used to put pictures up all over her house and play me in every room all day long. And her husband was going to leave her. 
And she asked me what that do. I said, take down the goddamn pictures and turn the music off. They're still married. You know? So it's kind of the way it is, you know? And what's real in you is what will be transmitted to what's real in them. You don't have to do anything to anybody. But what you have to offer is what you what is who you are. And and when somebody comes up to you and, and is worried about your salvation, you say, isn't that nice? <laughs> I think we were in South Carolina when I was, we stopped for a cup of coffee. And, uh, and uh, there was a beautiful woman at, at the counter serving us. And I was telling a dirty joke to my friend. And I didn't realize she heard me. So I apologized. She said, oh, that's all right. My grandmother told me how to say fuck you. <laughs> and I said... Really? How do you say it? Isn't that nice? (laughs) The South is a very cool place. Really very cool. What are you teaching in the prisons? Asanas? Asanas? Yeah. Just call it physical, physical exercise, you know. Don't, don't worry about it. And whatever they say, if, if it gets to you, then you have work to do, and you certainly don't have anything to teach anybody. It's just people's fear. It's just people's fear. They're afraid. They're afraid. They know, not only do they not know what, what or where heaven is, what their own soul and their own being is in the first place. They're just afraid. You know, it's just crazy fear. It's insanity, what most religion in this world. I mean, look around. Is there anything sane about any of it? Very little. Very little. So, that's why the Dalai Lama says, my religion is love. You know, that's the only thing that people really respond to. If you're trying to teach them something or make them change or make them accept something, you don't know enough. We don't know enough. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a similar subject, but um, could you comment on your experience of Western secular music since you became a devotee? Western, like what? What's, what is Western secular music? What do you mean? Like popular music. Like do you find like a deeper spirituality when you listen to Van Morrison now than before you left? or? No, he was always pretty spiritual. Yeah. Nah, but uh, I like music. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, everybody has a right to be happy in their own way, you know, and to express themselves their own way. Um, I don't think what I do is any better than what anybody else does. I don't, you know, it's just a little different, different attitude. And also not expression. I mean, most music is some kind of expression where they're, they're trying to express themselves artistically. I, I, I failed at that already, so now I just chant. You know? And I don't, I'm not, it's not entertainment. You know, popular music and entertainment wants to entertain you and get you off so you'll buy more CDs. I'm trying to find that love again every time I chant. I'm not trying to make anything happen for you. If I was trying to make something happen for you, 
it would never happen. Not that it does. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But I'm simply just sharing my practice. But I love music. I, anything, I, anything I love, I love, you know. I don't know if I like Gangnam style very much. But, but I like uh, the Macarena. I like. Everybody's cool. You know, they're all doing their own thing. Uh, every generation thinks that they grew up with the best music, you know. My, my parents thought that swing bands and jazz was the best music. And, you know, it's obvious that the Beatles and the Stones were the best music. But, you know, I don't have to try to convince them of that. Van Morrison, Steely Dan, Ray Charles, you know, come on. The gods of music, right? Everybody else is just... I'm just kidding. But, you know, I'm not sure what was that. What were you actually asking about? Um, who you're into. But, uh, you know, I, wanted, I also want to know if, they, if, if, if things stood out more to you once you became uh, more spiritually aware. I think that was kind of the direction I was leaning. Thank you for thinking I'm spiritually aware. Uh, I don't know. I think I just, I just, if, some, if I like something, I like something. I don't really think about it. it. The answer is it didn't stick out. I was already very much into music, you know, always have been. Uh, so, I'm sorry I can't do better, but I'm not very spiritually aware. Hello, and uh, thank you for what you do. You inspire me a lot. Oh. <laughs> Over here. Uh, so my question is to build off of uh, the last question. On the, previous, on the new album, you do a, a chant over Towns Van Zant's Poncho and Lefty's Melody. Do I? Yes. Which and, one is that? I'm not sure. About a year ago, you played in New York, and you did it, uh, the chant over Towns Van Zant's music. Well, I sing, I sing Pancho and Lefty at, at uh, sound checks all the time, but I don't think it's exactly the same chords. And if it is, it wasn't on purpose. But well, go ahead. So, so my question is, uh, why Towns Van Zant, and what's your experience with his music? Uh, did anybody, how many people actually know who Towns Van Zant is? Good. That's more than two. Um, Towns Van Zant is a Texas uh, singer-songwriter. He died some years ago. He was an extraordinary songwriter, uh, one of the greatest in, in, in that, uh, that era of, of songwriting. And uh, he wrote some beautiful songs, really deep, beautiful songs. And I, I like him a lot. There's a, there's a movie about him called uh, Be Here to Love Me, I think it's called. And it's just heartbreaking. The guy... It's heartbreaking. He is a real sad, unhappy, depressed, probably psychologically damaged being, but he wrote some beautiful songs. And obviously, since I love depression so much, I can't get enough of them. But, um, yeah, I do a lot of crazy stuff at Soundcheck. That's one. I think, I, I don't think it's exactly the same chords but so yeah I mean I don't just in general I don't really think so much about the melodies that come out they just come out and I sing them and if somebody else likes them that's good 
If not, there's nothing I can do. So it's one thirty. Take one more question. I think somebody. Okay, there's a yellow shirt over there. Oh, okay, two more. Okay, turn it on. The power of the microphone. Yes. Um, I tend to put myself in your position, and God what forbid. Would, <laughs> what would I do if I had had your experience of being in the presence of um, someone so? advanced and it would be very difficult for me not to try to emulate that and um, aspire to that same level of I don't I don't look good in a blanket <laughs> you know go ahead sorry that's okay uh, you don't seem to go that route and I'm just wondering <clears throat> you know was that a temptation for you or is it ever still a temptation to try to emulate your guru, or is that not, does that not even cross your mind? Emulate in what way? Not own anything, sit around on, on, a, on a wood cot, uh, walk barefoot through the mountains of India in the freezing cold, uh, have nothing, own nothing, except being the whole universe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the last part of it I'd like to emulate. But but I'm not sure what you mean. Like become a, 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 a baba? Or what, what, I don't know well, what you mean. Maybe, let me ask the question this way. Okay. In, in what way do you try to emulate your guru? I try to enter into that loving presence and live in that loving presence as much as I can. That's the real guru, is that love. Not, not the baba, with, not the body, not the blanket, not, not the cute little smile and the pat on the head. That's, that's the being in there, the love in there is the guru. So that's, I do try to emulate that as much as I can, but not externally. That's not, that's not it at all. Same to you. Um, I'm, you seem so sad. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm happy. Okay, good. I just wanted to check on that first. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, my question is, um, last night in your opening comments, you mentioned a recent place you played and the amount of people that um, wanting to come and express their love and yeah. so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And mm -hmm. I think that most of us here and all over the place would agree that there's an undeniable shift right now, beginning, whatever you want to call it, um, gradually moving into lighter space. Okay. Um, my question is the following. I've always believed in the healing power of music, singing it, dancing to it listening to it, and so on and so forth. And um, as a accomplished musician, musical group, what role do you see music playing in the future of this shift? You know, if music was enough, every musician would be God and would be happy. And you know that's not the case. So what we're doing involves music, but in a different way. Music, you know, when a kid is sick, you have to put the medicine in a sweet syrup so that they'll take the medicine. The sweet syrup 
lets them take the medicine, but the medicine is the name. It's the repetition of the name that is planting the seeds within us of reality, so to speak, not the music. The music makes it easier to take the medicine, but without the music, the same thing would happen. But music helps us pay attention, which is important. It, if we're in a room singing, you're hearing the name, which is also very important, as well as speaking or singing the name. Through the whole night, you'll be hearing the name, even if you're not even really paying attention. It's still going in there. So this is part of the the mystical kind of stuff about the practice of the name. The name is a very special practice. You know, it, it's beyond. It's very deep, very very deep. Um, there are. Mantras are mantras, but the name is is the. In the beginning, was the word. That's where it starts. So that's before anything, is the name. And that name is silence. There's a thing that from Saint John of the Cross was it, that uh, in the beginning the Father uttered one word. That word is His Son. And he utters him forever in everlasting silence. And it is in silence that the heart must hear. The name is silence. It means it's beyond thought. It's not the suppression of thought or holding on to ram, 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 and not thinking about anything else ever. No. It's much deeper than all that. And by doing these practices, we're planting the seeds that will grow. And from within, we will understand and experience what, what this is all about. The name is our true being. The name is not the names, like Shiva, Kali, all those are names. But name, or nam, is being. It's the first into form. In the beginning was name. Everything comes from that. So by repeating these names, we're kind of channeling ourselves into this place of name, of Nam, which is our true nature. Your true nature, my true nature, their true nature, everybody's. And music helps us do that. It soothes the savage beast. But when it goes off, the beast goes and eats somebody else. So it's only through the fact that there's medicine in the, in the music, which is the name, that plants the real, that cures us ultimately of, you could say, the illusion that we're a separate being. Because it's from that feeling of separateness that all our suffering comes, all our experience comes from we think we are who we think we are. So the name brings us more deeper than that level. And the music helps us pay attention, and it helps us open up, and it helps the name go deeper. But uh, music itself can be used for anything. Like Rick Rubin, who produced two of my CDs. You know who he did after my second CD, the next? Slipknot. He went from Krishnadas to Slipknot in about 30 seconds. 
So, hello, music, music is what it is, and it's not, and it's what it isn't as well, you know, so. Thank you.